Coming up, this is your Rockfeed Rundown for the week of July 10th, 2023, where we learned that Mick Mars doesn't care if he ever speaks to his Motley Crue bandmates again, the possible return of Creed, David Draymond calls out Pink Floyd's Roger Waters, Machine Gun Kelly punches a fan in the face, Dave Grohl addresses the everlong drama, and so much more, including top new music releases. We're jam-packed with rock news, so sit back, relax, and let's get started. If you're new to Rockfeed, don't miss this weekly podcast. We post daily breaking news, interviews with the biggest stars in rock and heavy metal, like M. Shadows, Corey Taylor, Hardy, Jelly Roll, and more. I thank you for all your comments, and those of you who hit that subscribe button with notifications on are greatly appreciated. And to show that appreciation, we're doing an amazing giveaway. One lucky winner and three of their friends will party in style and VIP all weekend long. The winner gets to pick between one of these two amazing festivals. And all you gotta do is take a moment to enter to win at the link in the description. All right, so first up, there's Mick Mars, who earlier this week revealed he hadn't even had a real conversation with his Motley Crue bandmates since 2019 at the Dirt premiere. Last year, he announced his retirement from touring in a statement to Variety, though specifying he would still be a member of the band for one-off performances and recording. He since alleged in a lawsuit that the band had attempted to reduce his ownership stake in the band, which kicked off that legal fight. In a recent conversation with Rolling Stone, Mars expressed the hurt he felt with the changing dynamics in the band, and now they've released new excerpts from that conversation. Mars tells them he doesn't ever want to speak to his longtime bandmates ever again. Here's more. Rolling Stone conducted an interview at the home of Mick Mars back in May, and they just published some new outtakes from that conversation, including Mick Mars saying that he would be totally fine if he never spoke to his Motley Crue bandmates ever again, which is a clear indication of just how sour their relationship has unfortunately become. He told them, I think all of us would be okay with that. And I don't just mean me with them. I mean them with each other. I don't plan on having a funeral. If I did, I think maybe they'd show up to that just out of courtesy. But for me, there's no funeral. There's nothing. Mars explained there was a breakdown in communication within Motley Crue. He said the last time he had a real conversation with the band was at the premiere of the movie The Dirt back in 2019. He said he didn't have a conversation with anyone on their 2022 stadium tour. He said, nobody spoke to me in 2022. A lot of the time I felt like I was just playing by myself. You know how you can be in a crowd of people and still feel alone? That's how I felt that whole tour. I felt used, sad, and inferior. When we played the last show, I felt relieved. A lot of the pressure was gone, but I was very emotionally wounded. They weren't just shallow wounds, they were deep ones, the kind you can't get over. So unfortunately, this is how things are probably going to be for a while, considering they're in that contentious legal fight and it's tough for them to talk. Maybe they could work something out, but once you go to court like that, you, you just have to kind of go through the attorneys. They're not going to be really, it would be probably ill-advised for both of the legal sides for them to be communicating with one another. But who knows? It is a sad situation though, because they've traveled the world with one another and they have so much history together. And I'm just would love to see them work this out. Now, on the other hand, you have Motley Crue. They're touring around the world right now and writing new music with John Five. John Five is a noted lifelong Motley Crue fan. This is a special band for him, and he's been getting really good reviews up there on the stage with the crew. And so, you know, that's a positive in this situation. Motley Crue seems to be focused on their touring, and they're kind of allowing this situation to play out. So let's move on to good old Dave Grohl for our next story this week. 
So Dave Grohl took a moment out of his set recently to address the ever-long drama. The Foo Fighters have been on the road with their new touring drummer Josh Fries, who's been getting great reviews from the Foo fans. Unfortunately, during a recent Foo Fighters show on June 14th in Arkansas, the band was unable to play Everlong due to the strict curfew rules at the venue. Dave brought out his daughter Violet and she performed the new Foo Fighters song, The Teacher, for the first time ever to close out the show. This apparently led to some overzealous fans contacting his daughter on TikTok and criticizing the band for not playing the song, something that understandably didn't sit well with Dave Grohl. He told the fans to get a life and had a pretty hilarious reaction to the entire debacle. Here's what the Foo Fighters and Nirvana legend had to say about it all. Grohl addressed the situation from the stage and called out people who were contacting his daughter on TikTok simply because the band didn't play Everlong for one of the shows out of the decades they've been ending their shows at every night. And as he noted, they had a good reason. They had a strict curfew they had to contend with. But without further ado, here's what Dave had to say. I know, man. Like, I, you know. So... We couldn't play the one song that we've played at every fucking show for the last 28 years of our lives. All these weird motherfuckers start blowing up my daughter's TikTok like, we need to have a talk. Your dad didn't fucking play Everlong last night, and I, I fucking, I just want you to know, I got married to that song, and I can't believe I came all the way down there and you didn't play that fucking song. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Oh my God. So tonight we're gonna play it 10 times. How about that? And yes, we've been playing this song for, someone sent me the stats like, there's only been four shows in the last 28 years where they haven't played this song. I'm like, get a girlfriend, you fucking weirdo. Anyway, uh, I don't like saying goodbye because I fucking hope we see you guys again someday. So I don't wanna say goodbye. I never want to say goodbye. I don't say that. I say this. And I also think that Dave Grohl handled this a lot better than most people would. He was a lot nicer than some people would be when you're contacting their relatives and their family members over something. If you know you don't like it, you have options. Don't go to another Foo Fighters show again. But in reality, you could be a little more understanding that they were dealing with a delayed show. I think some people were saying there was weather delays leading up to this. And so there were elements of this situation that were just out of their hands. And uh, you know, it's frustrating because concert tickets are very expensive. But you know, you look at the history of the Foo Fighters, they play Everlong every night, and I think they wanna play Everlong. And this was just one of those situations where they didn't get the opportunity. But now let's talk about a band that's been on the sidelines for quite some time. Of course, I'm talking about Creed. So there's a lot of buzz right now about Creed, which probably isn't something you'd ever think you'd hear in 2023. But this is the case. The Creed bros are heavily rumored to be making a comeback after the band began updating their social media profiles and their website. Metal Injection pointed out that the band recently updated their social media pages with updated logos and cover photos, which is usually a telltale sign that something's happening with the band. On top of that, their official website appears to be under construction, and you get a request for login credentials when you visit. 
Guitarist Mark Tremonti, who's one of the kindest and most likable people you can find in rock, has always maintained that the door was open for a Creed comeback if the time was right. Alter Bridge released their latest album, Pawns and Kings, last year and have a tour that runs through the end of August this year with nothing scheduled after that. Here's what Mark Tremonti had to say about a possible Creed reunion just back in January of this year. He said, I'm sure something will happen at some point. Creed was such a popular band back in the day. It would be a shame to not do something with it. I know there's still tons of fans out there that would appreciate it, so it's just a matter of timing. And for that, I do agree. I think if Creed comes back, it's a very big deal because a lot of people make fun of Creed and you know, you've know you seen this with Nickelback, you've seen this with Limp Bizkit, where they have these huge audiences and they sell tens of millions of records, but people clown them as if there aren't a ton of people, millions and millions of people that enjoyed their music. And so there's this big disconnect with their stats and people who make fun of them. And, you know, I think there's room for both. But for me, if Creed is coming back, I'm going to a show. And I must say, uh, for those of you who haven't seen an episode that Scott Stapp did on Theo Vaughn's podcast, Scott Stapp seems to be in a really good place and that's really good to see. And, uh, you know, it'd be awesome to see all of them get back up on stage. It would be really special and I'd be very excited about that. But let's move on. Machine Gun Kelly took a moment out of a set recently to punch a fan in the face. No, seriously. Some absolute madman flew from Mexico to Europe to stand on the barricade and ask MGK to punch him in the face. To his credit, MGK wasn't really sure about it, but he ultimately took the man up on the offer with a punch. But he didn't put his whole force behind it, so I suppose you could say he did it with love. Here's what went down. Machine Gun Kelly took it under careful consideration when this fan held a sign in the front row that he had traveled from Mexico to Europe and he wanted MGK to punch him in the face to commemorate the occasion. MGK actually did take a moment to think about it and ultimately opted to take him up on the offer, but he didn't hit him with this full steam, clearly, so I guess you could say this was done out of love. Here's what went down. Do you want me to punch you in the face so bad? I got rings on, dude. That's just gonna hurt. I don't know. It's a lose-lose for me. I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna do it. I'll consider. You know, I, I'm really passionate about rock music. I'm not so sure. I, I'm a big Eagles fan. There's, I love video games. I'm not so sure that if I meet somebody, I want them to punch me in the face as some sort of a gesture of love. I don't know what that's about. Maybe you ask them to sign something. This right here, this is pretty cool. This was signed by M Shadows. I think this is neat. Get, get them to sign something. Maybe get them to take a picture with you. Don't throw your phone at them. But, uh, you know, I just found that to be a little odd and slightly a little cringe. You don't need uh, an artist that you like to punch you in the face. It's a little strange, but uh, whatever floats your boat. Uh, and MGK, I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, the, he wanted to have an experience he would never forget. He could have hit him a lot harder. He gave him a little tap and, uh, you know, I think he gave him his money's worth. That's what he wanted. So he's an entertainer and he did what he had to do. I don't, I don't fault him at all for that. I really don't. So last but certainly not least, we've got the great David Draymond of Disturbed, who recently performed in Israel. He took time out of a set to slam Pink Floyd's Roger Waters, who Draymond accused of being an anti-Semite, a claim Waters denies. Draymond referred to Waters as a Nazi, also a claim he's denied. Though Waters did face backlash for appearing on stage recently in a Nazi-style uniform. 
Waters was adamant in response to this backlash that this was quite clearly a statement in opposition to fascism, injustice, and bigotry in all his forms. That's what he said. Waters also says he's worn this uniform on stage for many years, intended to be a depiction of an unhinged fascist demagogue. Waters maintains his positions are about world peace, with Waters repeatedly projecting an anti-war sentiment through his music and performances. Notably, the song Us and Them from the Dark Side of the Moon was a song about the futility of war, and Waters' father also died in World War II. As for Israel, they've repeatedly faced calls for sanctions and boycotts, the kind that Waters has advocated for. This is something of deep personal concern for an artist like disturbed frontman David Draymond, who's of Israeli heritage. Draymond has repeatedly defended the rights of Israel and strongly condemned the boycott, divest, and sanctions movement that Waters and others have advocated for. Here's what David Draymond had to say in a speech during the band's highly anticipated performance in Israel. Disturbed frontman David Draymond got a standing ovation from the Israeli audience, slamming Pink Floyd's Roger Waters and calling him out for past statements. Here's what Draymond had to say, much to the delight of the fans in attendance. Fuck Roger Waters and all the rest of his fucking PBS Nazi offers. Every last fucking one of them. We don't need that shit. We've survived worse than them and will continue surviving worse than them. We know the truth. History knows the truth. We're not going any fucking way. some dark periods in our history, as is evidenced by what just happened on stage, sometimes darkness can show you the light. All right, I want to close this show every week with some new albums that I'm excited about. First up, Nita Strauss, Call of the Void. This album comes from one of the most talented guitarists and hardest workers in the business. Her new music has been very well received. It's been racking up millions of views on YouTube alone. Her song Victorious with another fast rising rock star Dorothy has quickly become a fan favorite on this record. To celebrate the release of this album, Nita had a show on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles. And she got quite the wonderful surprise. Her longtime boyfriend and drummer Josh V proposed to her on stage in front of all of her friends, family, and fans. I wanna say congratulations to the happy couple. Just such a wonderful moment, it made me smile. Also this week, we got the Butcher Babies with an eye for an eye till the world's blind out through Century Media. We've also got a new record from The Raven Age with their new album called Blood Omen, a band I've really enjoyed listening to as of late. You can hear top rock bangers and more on the official Rockfeed playlist in the description. We did it, episode one of the Rockfeed Rundown. I'm doing everything I can here to try and give each of you who take the time to watch this channel the best experience possible. So if you like this video, tell me what you think, but also 
If there's anything you think you'd like to see on this show, any ideas, any topics, let me hear that too in the comments. I'm really trying to refine this based on your feedback because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I truly believe that. So I appreciate you all so much. Hit that subscribe button, drop those comments, and I'll see you next week with daily video updates every day in between right here on Rockfeed.